0: How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. You happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. God is good, is he not? Yes. All the time. Yes. All the time. <laughs> God is good. And all the time. Yes. <clears throat> I'm going to go right into the message this morning. Is that all right? Yes. See if we can get you out of here. That's our motto. It's all about you. (laughs) I love that skit. That was great. They did a good job. All right. We've been focusing in on the, the, the theme of the fellowship of the burning heart. And we're going to really focus on that theme all year long. Really the over overarching theme for this year is stewardship. When we're talking about the fellowship of the burning heart, we're talking about two things. Number one, We're talking about the stewardship of the fire of God, the stewardship of the presence of God. And number two, we're talking about the stewardship of our fellowship with one another. Stewarding those two kinds of fellowship, our fellowship with God and our fellowship with one another and bringing the two together. That is what we mean by the fellowship of the burning heart. The fellowship of the burning heart happens when we each make the decision to steward the presence of God each and every day, to steward the fire of God. When God speaks, we steward the things that he speaks to us. We hold on to them. We turn them over and over again in our hearts. And then when we come together, we share them with one another. And our hearts burn within us as he walks with us on the road. Now, in the early church, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. And we've talked a lot about these areas of devotion. They've devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. Today I want to talk about verse 43. Verse 43 says, and everyone was filled with awe. Everyone was filled with awe. I want to talk to you this morning about awe. Awe is something that has almost been completely lost by contemporary Christianity. We have fellowship, we have teaching, we have communion, we have ministries, we have service, we have worship, we have singing, we have prayers, we have clapping of the hands, we even have miracles and signs and wonders. But one thing that we have almost completely lost is our ability to stand in awe of God. Awe. I <clears throat> marvel sometimes that we can have miracles, even. I mean, God can do miracles, like miracles, like real miracles, like somebody coming into service with sickle cell anemia, flared up, body racked with pain, but they can leave perfectly whole. I mean, that's a miracle. Somebody walks into the service with diabetes in a flare-up, body racked with pain, and they leave perfectly whole. That's a miracle. Somebody walk into the service, their blood pressure shooting through the roof, wow. and their blood pressure normalizes. Amen. That's a miracle. Amen. And those people are sitting in the room right now. That's a miracle. But when we share the testimony, a lot of people in the room are just like, oh, that's cool.
1: Oh, that's... hmm.
0: Hmm." I got an email this morning from a woman. She lives on the East Coast. She said, Pastor Benjamin, I just wanted to tell you that I, I used to live in the Bay Area and I went to Living Hope for about a year. But then I moved to the East Coast and ever since I've moved here to the East Coast, I tune in from time to time to the live streams that I can stay connected to your services and I'm always blessed. She said, but three weeks ago, my knees were in terrible pain and I've been praying for a long time for God to heal my knees. My knees have been in terrible pain, but all of a sudden your wife jumped up on the platform and she said, God is healing knees today. And she said, the presence of God, the power of God came through the live stream and healed my knees. And I just wanted to give glory to God that he healed my knees. She was like, I couldn't believe it. She said, knees, that was exactly what I was asking God for. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, what's awesome for me. Two Sundays ago, I got healed of lactose intolerance. I've been giving God the glory. Mm. Drinking milk, eating yogurt, cheese. This last weekend the Lord healed my wife of her allergies to certain fruit. She if she ate if she took a bite of an apple or a plum or a nectarine or a peach, her lips would start swelling up, she'd get these big nasty cold sores, she'd look like this. It yeah, looked like monsters growing on her lip, lips. And then her throat would start closing up, you know. And I think I was going to have to rush her to the hospital. And that was a little bite, but she loved those fruits so much that she would, she would like snatch it out of my hand and take a bite. Say, no, don't touch it. You know better. And she'd take a bite. I'm okay. It's just a little bite. And then, sure enough, I can't breathe. I'm like, I told you not to eat it. Well, the Lord healed her just this last weekend. Saturday morning, I saw her with an apple. She said, baby, watch this. I said, don't do it. She said, watch. And she starts eating. I said, put that down. She said, no, watch. And she ate almost the whole apple in front of me and had absolutely no effect on her whatsoever. (laughs) Why? Because she went to some of the young men and said, I need to get healed of this, but I don't have faith for it. Do you have faith? And they said, yeah, we have faith. She said, pray for me. They prayed for her and the Lord healed her. It says in verse 43, everyone was filled with awe. All of the believers were filled with awe. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul said that Christ is coming to be glorified by His holy ones and to be marveled at by all who believe. He's coming to be glorified by his holy ones and to be marveled at by all who believe. Isn't it interesting that those who believe know how to marvel at him? And that the the inability to marvel is a sign of unbelief. Because Jesus did all kinds of miracles and people marveled, but you know who never did marvel? The Pharisees. Sadducees. The unbelievers in the room saw his mighty works, but did not marvel. It takes faith to marvel. Yes, amen. Awe. I want to talk to you about awe this morning. What is awe? Awe, and I'm going to give you this definition. Write it down. Awe is a form of intimacy. That is devoid of familiarity. (laughs) Awe is a form of intimacy that is devoid of familiarity. Intimacy without awe equals familiarity. Is it cold in here? Let's adjust the temperature, Urshers. Thank you. Can't have the women all (laughs) shivering. (laughs) <laughs> Taylor's over there wearing that bad jacket. It's a bad jacket. Anyway, um, awe is a form of intimacy that is devoid of familiarity. Awe says, I'm intimate with you, but not familiar. Awe is intimate. Because it is only possible in the presence of the one who is awesome. Awe does not happen in isolation. You cannot experience awe unless you're in the presence of something that is awesome. You can't experience awe in a room by yourself. But if God comes into that room and you see his awesomeness, now you can experience awe. And so it's intimate like. You can only experience awe when you are right up in God's face and he's right up in yours. When you are confronted with who he is or what he has done. The more intimate your engagement with his presence and or his works, the greater your experience of awe. But awe is at the same time ignorant. Because it is by its very nature an exclamation and a declaration of the undefinability of what you have just seen. That is, if you could define it, explain it, or understand it, it's no longer awesome. But its degree of awesomeness is determined by its level of undefinability. Remember the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was asleep. And the wind and the waves were blowing and they thought they were all going to die and they all went down to Jesus under the boat. You know it had to be a rough storm for all of them to even stop trying. They weren't even trying to throw the water overboard. Or they, it says they all came to Jesus under the boat. Meaning they said, look, we're sunk. It's done. Drop it. Let's just go to Jesus. You know, sometimes God has to take you to that place where you stop trying. We say, look, none of my efforts are going to do anything here. It's sunk. So drop that mast. Stop trying to hoist the mainsail. Quit trying to batten down the hatches. They just won't be battened down. Put that bucket down. No, you can't. You throw a million buckets of water overboard, and two million will come in. Let's all go to Jesus. And they all went down to Jesus into the boat and said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? And he gets up. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the. To the Let's go back to the deck. I've got to show you guys something. Follow me. Just nice and calm. Hmm. Peace. Be still. Amen. Everything was still and calm. Looks at his disciples and says, why is it that you don't have any faith? Good night. And the disciples are left standing on the deck and they look at each other and it says, they marveled. They marveled. And then what they said defined their marvel. Who is this man? You hear that question? Who is this man? We are closer to him than anyone else. We are so intimate with him. we share a pillow with him. We sleep on the same boat with him. We are close, we are so int- we are so close, but yet we still have no idea who he is. Who is this man? That even the wind and the waves obey him. We have no clue. we could spend eternity with him and we'll still be discovering who he is. Familiarity is the idea that I have fully defined you. Familiarity follows predictability. Yeah, I know what he's gonna do. Yeah, I figured he would do that. Yeah, I know what he's I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, you always do that. We become familiar with those that we have defined. If I figured you out, then I can become familiar with you because I know how you're going to act. I know how you're going to respond. I know what you're going to say, and I know what you're going to do. You can spend eternity with God and never figure him out. Even the great apostle Paul, who had such a high level of revelation that he had to be given a thorn in his flesh to keep him from becoming elated by the high level of his revelation. But yet he says, after 11 chapters of theologizing in the book of Romans... He gets to the end of the 11th chapter and says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. You know what Paul said? After all of my revelation, I've come to this conclusion. I can't figure him out. And that's what it means that he is holy. Amen. Do you realize that the angels in Isaiah chapter 6, it says they cried out one to another. They didn't cry. They weren't crying out to God. They cried out one to another, the scripture says. One to another. And what did they cry out? Holy! Holy! They're looking at, Holy! And he cries back, "I know, huh? Holy!" And then, "Did you? Holy!" You you know what holy is? It means different. And they cry that out in perpetuity. It is an exclamation of awe, of wonder. It is the act of marveling at who God is and what He has done. They're they're astounded. It's not a state... You can't say holy until you are standing amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, wondering how He could love you, a sinner condemned unclean, until you can cry out, how wonderful, how marvelous, and my song shall ever be. How wonderful, how marvelous is my Savior's love for me. Holy! Holy! They're crying out to one another, holy, Holy, can you, this is astounding. Can you, did you see that? Did you feel that? Holy. Fast forward 10,000 years. Holy, holy. Can you, this is a,
1: this is blowing my mind. Do you see, this is, are you seeing what I'm seeing?
0: Fast forward a million years. Holy. (laughs) That wasn't there a second ago. I didn't see that a minute ago. But you look at the life of the average believer. First gets saved. Holy, he's holy, he's awesome. Fast forward six months. Oh, man. Yeah, I just wish the Lord would hear me. No, I need a new job. My mom don't like me. How come the Lord didn't answer my prayer? It takes us about 45 minutes to lose our sense of the holiness and awesome of, awesomeness of God. And when people are in that stage, you know, where they are so overwhelmed with the sense of his awesomeness, where you meet him and they're like, dude, God is awesome. You think, yeah, you're young and immature. Just wait till you grow up a little bit and become a lukewarm Pharisee like the rest of us. That's what it means to be mature. You know, pretty soon you'll be a religious hypocrite too. The angels never lose that state of immaturity. They're screaming holy. They're screaming, he's different. This is different. That means that for eternity, they're still trying to figure him out. And they're standing right in his presence. Their wings cover their eyes, meaning even though they're right in his presence, they still can't see him. He said, no one can look upon me and live. And when we've lost the sense of the holiness and the awesomeness of God, if the church doesn't think he's awesome, it's no wonder the world doesn't think so if we've forgotten how to marvel in the presence, do you know that Peter says that he's called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light? Do you know what marvelous light is? It's light that causes you to marvel. Until you've marveled, you haven't seen it. Mark 6, Jesus visited his hometown, Nazareth. And it said that they said to one another, isn't this the carpenter's son? They had no clue who he is. And they thought they could define him as the carpenter's son. You know, get in there and make us a table or something. Fix my chair for me. I'm glad you came to town. This is carpenter's son. What's everybody making a big hoopla about? And because they failed to marvel, Jesus marveled. Mark six six, and he marveled at their unbelief. It was undefinable to him. It was a he was astounded. He's like, this is blowing my mind <laughs> that they don't believe. I mean, I've healed, the, I've raised the dead. Can you believe? This is crazy. This is blowing my mind. It says he marked. He was astounded by their unbelief. And it said no great mighty work could he do. Except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He did a little few menial miracles. And nobody stood in awe of those miracles. And because there was no marvel, there was no awe, he couldn't do any more. I think he wouldn't do any more. Because God will not do something awesome in the presence of those who don't know how to awe. He's coming to be marveled at by all those who believe. And when he comes, he's looking for some believers who will marvel. And if you and I, if we learn how to marvel, he'll do something marvelous. If we learn how to stand in awe, he'll do something awesome. If you learn how to marvel. But listen, this is the thing when jesus said whatsoever things you ask for when you pray believe that you have received them and you shall have them when he said believe the the greatest expression of your faith is that you begin to marvel do you ever marvel at the miracle before you see god work it have you learned how to marvel just at the promise Have you learned how to marvel just at the promise because he's faithful to his promise? When you receive the promise, already I stand in awe of you. I haven't seen it manifest yet, but I'm already marveling because you are faithful to your promise. We had some visitors from Korea. And they were here, you know, from New Philly Church. And one of them said to me afterwards, she said, I was appalled at your service. I said, what What are you talking about? She said, you called out three people, laid hands on them and prophesied over them. And they received, you spoke what God was getting ready to do in their lives. And they were like this. She said, if you would have prophesied over three people at New Philly, even if it was a false prophecy, they would have jumped up and down and shouted and given God. They would have shifted their whole life they would god 's going to do that in my life. Holy They would have shaken and fallen out on the floor and rolled around for a while. They would have they would have so shifted their heart into the place where they received it. You know what she was saying? There was no awe. The word of the Lord came but it wasn't received as the word of the Lord. It was received as a as the opinion of man. Let me tell you something when God speaks into your life, you better learn how to shift your heart into the place of awe and learn how to marvel at the words of the Lord. <laughs> Acts 243. Everyone was filled with awe. It was a corporate state of awe. It was corporate marveling, not individual marveling, not one-on-one marveling, not by myself marveling. It was corporate. Everyone was filled with awe. It was the fellowship of awe. I'm, I'm standing in awe of what God did. And then I look at my neighbor and he's standing in awe. And all of a sudden we're sharing. There's the fellowship of awe. Do you have any awe to share with your brothers and sisters when you come into the house of God? Do you have any marvel to share? Can you share your marveling with your brothers and sisters in Christ? This is the fellowship of the burning heart. And it says, everyone was filled with awe and great signs and wonders were done by the hands of the apostles. Do you know what a wonder is? It's something that makes you wonder. signs and wonders. Something that I'm crying out to God that he would do some wonders among us. But don't let it be said that I worked wonders among you and you didn't wonder. That I did marvelous things among you and you didn't marvel. That I did awesome things among you and you didn't awe. Because after a while, God says, forget it, right. Right. Yeah. forget it. No more, no more. I'm not casting my pearls before swine. Mm. God wants us to recover, marvel and awe. He wants us to learn once again. Listen, and here's the thing about the wonderful works of the Lord. The wonderful works of the Lord means they're full of wonderful. They're full of wonder. The marvelous works of God means they cause us to marvel. One miracle. One answer to prayer. One work of God is enough to cause us to marvel for the rest of our lives. Just one. Remember Jesus sent the disciples to heal the sick and to raise the dead and to cast out demons and cleanse the lepers and preach the kingdom. And they came back marveling. Lord, even the demons are subject to you to us by in your name, and he said, "Don't marvel that the demons are subject to you; marvel that your names are written in the book of life." The fact, you know, you, you, you remember Meltari? Remember Meltari? You guys know who Meltari is? Indonesian revivalist. He wrote a book back in the late seventies, uh, late sixties, early seventies, called uh, "Like a Mighty Wind." About the great revival that broke out in Indonesia in the city of Soe, the town that he grew up in. And my wife and I read the book and we had such a deep desire to meet him. I mean, they raised the dead. They went to a funeral. They were preaching the gospel from village to village to village. They went to a funeral and the guy had been dead for four days and they raised him from the dead at his funeral. And the whole tribe received Christ. They walked on water. They walked on water. I mean, you got to read the book. Like, I mean, this is crazy. Like, when revival hit his town, what happened was uh, smoke was billowing from the church, and everybody thought the church was on fire. And so in that town, there was no, uh, you know, fire station, you know. People showed up with buckets of water. When they saw smoke, everybody got a bucket of water and showed up. And so the whole town shows up at the church with buckets of water and when they get there, they see smoke coming from it, but there's no fire. So everybody went inside to to figure out what was happening and the Holy Spirit fell on the whole city. And mobilized the whole town to go two by two across the nation of Indonesia preaching the gospel. And that revival swept across the nation of Indonesia. I mean, it turned the tide on the religious landscape of the nation of Indonesia. It changed the spiritual atmosphere of that land. And then God sent those people all over the world. And Meltari traveled all over the world. My wife and I read the book and we were just, we prayed, Lord, please let us meet this man. We want to meet this man. Sure enough, a few months later, I was ministering in Indonesia and guess who else was on the list to minister next to me? Meltari. My wife, I couldn't wait to tell my wife. I said, baby, look at this. Look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. Look who's preaching here. Now look who's preaching. Look, 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 look. Look. <laughs> She said, Mel oh my God. She said, here's your assignment. She said, baby, when you go meet him, you bring him back to Living Hope. And you bring him here to preach. And sure enough, he came. He came three months later. And he's ministered here three or four or five times. What? We still stay in touch with him. First time he ministered here in the middle of his sermon, a woman jumped up out of the wheelchair and started running across the, across the platform. They wheeled her in and she jumped up and started running. The place erupted. It was crazy. It was awesome. But my wife, said, my wife and I sat down and had lunch with him that time when he came. It was like 2005 or 2006. And my wife said to him, you know, when we read your book, we see amazing miracles. Walking on water. I and mean, there, there was a scene in his book where they're, they're crossing a river. They're wading through a river, and it's up to their chest, and two alligators come at them in the middle of the river. And there was a couple of unbelievers on the shore laughing, aha, now you're going to get eaten by those alligators. And they turn to the alligators and say, Don't go back in the name of Jesus. And both the alligators turned around and and went back the other direction. (laughs) I mean, you know, like crazy miracles like that. Walking four days through the jungle and their clothes are perfectly clean. (laughs) You know, not a wrinkle and not a spot on their garments. You know, I mean, crazy. My wife said, when you remember the miracles that you saw. And you realize that you don't see that quality of miracle anymore. Uh Doesn't it? cause you to grieve and mourn in your heart? Like, doesn't that hurt? And he looked at my wife. He said, absolutely not. He said, the greatest miracle was worked 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He said, if he never works another miracle in my life, I'm saved. He saved me by his blood. Jesus said, don't marvel at the demons. Marvel that your name is written in the book of life. We have lost the marvel of our salvation. We've stopped marveling at it. We're treating it like a familiar thing, like it was supposed to happen. Let me tell you something. You and I are not supposed to be saved. It's a miracle of supernatural grace. If I'm telling you, if he never heals the sick under your hand, if he never blesses you with riches and wealth, you are saved. We should remember how to marvel. How to marvel. I stand amazed. To God. To One of my favorite passages of scripture. Isaiah chapter 12. He says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my shield. And he has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw waters from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, sing to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. You want to talk about witnessing in the world? Oh, Simply make known among the nations what he has done. You know what you know what you do? You know how you bear witness? Simply tell people what God did on your behalf. Make known among the nations what he has done and declare that his name is exalted. And then when you come back into the house of God, he tells you what to do. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Amen. Let me tell you something. Half the time, the way we worship, we worship like he hasn't done anything for us. We worship like it doesn't mean anything. We worship like it's not a big deal. You know what I can't stand is when is is when people determine I'm not going to exert myself in worship today because I just don't feel like it let me tell you something, David had a day like that where he just didn't feel like it, and you know what he did he wrote Psalm 103, he said bless the Lord O my soul, he took authority over his own soul and said I don't care if you feel like it or not, you're gonna bless the Lord, and all that is within me bless his holy name, and then he had to remind himself of something, he said bless the Lord O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who satisfies your soul with fatness, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles he said I don't care how I feel I'm going to bless the Lord we got to recover all We've got to recover our ability to marvel. He's coming to be glorified by His holy ones and to be marveled at by all those who believe. He wants us to recover our marvel. And this is the word of the Lord to us today that if we would recover the ability to marvel, if we would recover our awe, if we would recover the ability to wonder, God will work wonders among us and God will do awesome things among us and God will do marvelous things among us. I tell you that He has works that He has already planned to work among us that will blow your mind, but He won't do it Until you make a decision to allow your mind to be blown. Stand to your feet and just begin to marvel. Just begin to marvel. Just begin to tell them you're an awesome God. Come on, this is enough. You got it. You got the word. Lord, restore your awe among us. Restore your awe among us. Restore your awe among us. Restore Restore our ability to marvel restore our ability to wonder God we stand amazed we stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene shift our hearts and shift our minds take us back oh God God break us through everything oh God that stands in the way that would hinder our marvel that would hinder our wonder Lord we have heard of your fame we stand in awe of your deeds Renew them in our day and in our time. Teach us the fellowship of your wonder. Teach us the stewardship of your wonder. That we learn to stand in awe of you. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. How majestic is your name in all the earth? Come on, come on, begin to marvel. I'm talking about extravagant praise, I'm talking about marveling. I'm talking about the awe of God. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. awesome. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are mighty. What you have done is no small thing. It's a small thing to you, but it's no small thing to us. It's beyond us. You are transcendent. You are transcendent. Come on, shift your heart. Shift your heart and mind. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Stir it up. Stir it up. Restore. Restore. Mighty God, I pray that you would break us free from that spirit of familiarity. Break us free, God. We repent of becoming familiar with you. When we've lost the ability to awe and to marvel, we repent. Restore it in us. Restore your awe. I stand in awe of you. I stand in awe of you. You are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. Too wonderful for comprehension. Like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depth of your love? the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past it finding out who has known the mind of the lord that he might instruct him lord we haven't known you like that lord when we when we begin to discover who you are we discover how awesome you are open our hearts come on lift up your hands to the lord right now open our hearts Open our hearts, 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 open our our minds, open our minds, open our lives. Recover your awe among us. Recover your awe among us. Recover your wonder. Recover your wonder. Receive glory. Receive your glory. Receive the glory that is due your name. We say that you are awesome, Lord. You are awesome, Lord. Yeah. Jesus, recover your wonder. God, recover your awe. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just begin to worship. Just begin to sing to the Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. From heaven above with wings, dumb power and love, our God. Is an awesome God. Our God is in awesome, God, he reigns. he reigns. Our God is in awesome, God. lifted up, our God is in awesome, God, he reigns. From heaven above with winds, Dumb power and love. Our God is an awesome singing Sing it one more time. Our God is an awesome God. He from heaven above with wings, Dumb power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Sing it again. Our God is an awesome God. He Somebody from heaven above with wisdom, power and love our God is an awesome God.
0: Father, we give you praise. Come on, lift your hands one more time. We give you praise. We honor you. We adore you. We bless you. Restore your awe. Restore your awe and your wonder. Let us be a community that is filled with awe. Let it be said among us that everyone was filled with awe. Everyone was filled with awe. Everyone was filled with awe. We stand, we stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. You are, you are marvelous. You are marvelous. You are marvelous. You are marvelous. You are awesome, majestic. Your style's eclectic, pure perfection. King, Analectic nexus. Your love stretches. Elastic, now I'm connected. No more sting of death. Your sin's antiseptic. Hallelujah. I checked forensics and found... That your power is intrinsic. And it flows only for agendas that you've intended. You are solid. The rock sweeter than nectar. You are the three-in-one winner. Yeah, trifecta. Come on, give him some praise. God, we worship. God, we worship. We worship. We worship. We worship. We adore you. We adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. Come on, come on,
1: come on. Yeah. Lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. Giving you all the glory, giving you all of the glory. power and love our
0: God is an awesome God. Now sing it one more time with all that is within you.
1: is awesome. God He reigns from heaven above.
0: Dumb power and love our God
1: is an awesome God.
0: Come on, give God a shout of praise. I want you to meditate on these things all week long and I want you to ask God in your heart each and every day, God, restore my awe. Restore my ability to stand in awe of you. Increase it. Teach me how to marvel. We are commanded to marvel that our names are written in the book of life. Teach me how to marvel. Teach me how to marvel. Teach me how to marvel. God, we speak your blessing today. We love you. We thank you. We adore you. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the praise. We thank you that we are saved, that our names are written in the book of life. And if there's anyone here right now that you don't know if your name is written in the book of life or not, you can know right now. If you open your heart to Jesus Christ and invite him in, you can know right now if you make a decision, I'm going to make him my Lord and my Savior. All you got to do is open your heart and say, Jesus, come in. And then you've got to submit your life to him. Say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Take over. And then you got to walk with him. You make a decision, I'm going to walk with him for the rest of my life. You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. I speak blessing over you today. I speak strength and encouragement over each and every one. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed today.